This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On the Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. My name is Matt Lamarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Matt, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, just just happy to not be hosting this week. To be to be quite frank, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to sitting here and letting you ask the questions this week. Listen, I gave you the option. You could have said no. No, I, I know. Like... I, I screwed up. You know, it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. So, <laughs> uh, This week, I'm really excited about our guest. You can currently find him providing content over at Sharp Football. And he is a Rotoviz OG, one of, the, one of the first at the website. He is Rich Rebar, who you can find on Twitter, at Lord Reeves. Rich, thank you so much for coming on the program, man. Yeah, uh, the, the the Matt Squared duo here. Uh, yeah, it's great to be on with you guys and chat. You know, uh, you know, Matt's been doing some stuff for us at Sharp Football, and you know, talked to him a little bit. And I love everything he puts out. So when he reached out, I said, "Oh yeah, I definitely got to come on and uh, talk some DFS with you guys." Yeah, Jones is great at luring people into this show. You know, he doesn't <laughs> give them enough information to make the quality life decision, which is just passing on it. <laughs> oh, we got plenty love- of passes. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I always love, though, uh, getting on shows that I haven't been on, though. And, uh, and I always tell people, you know, because I've been around for so long that some sometimes people don't ask me to come on shows. It's really weird. Like, people will be like, oh, well, he's just going to say no. And, like, no one asks. But just always extend an invite. I always, try, I always like to talk to new people and be on new shows and have new conversations uh, with people in the industry. Because it's so expansive. Uh, and everyone's got such good thoughts. And I love just talking about this stuff. So uh, I'm glad you guys reached out and we got a chance to do this. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the best things about the community is that everybody wants to, you know, be involved in it and help everybody out. So... Uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And before we get into this week, I just wanted to remind everybody about Rotoviz Patreon. If you become a Rotoviz patron, you can gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team, including Mr. Jones. He's in there giving out, you know, his, we'll say quality Humble takes. takes. <laughs> <laughs> Patronships start at just $6 per month. Become a Road of His Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Sign up at patreon.com slash road of his radio. All right, real quick update from week six. Uh, neither of us had a good lineup this week, really, Jones, but I was able to pull out a slight win just over one Yeah, it was point. brutal. I had it until the very end, too. That now brings the standings to 5-1. Yeah, I think Five I'm just going to have to press. I don't know. Can I might press? have to start giving you a handicap or something. Like, no, I, I'm saying we'll, we'll press. I'll do. I'll I'll pay up for for this part of the season. And we'll play the rest for another uh, another charity bet. All right, works for me. Uh, right. Also, three putt bogey took down the listener league. Uh, I know a lot about three putt bogeys, but I don't know about three putt bogey on on DraftKings. He that's, chose to that's stack. My boy. I figured he was uh, he was a uh, what's your show? That's Rich. Yeah, he's a good dude. Your golf podcast that you do. Yeah. Uh, he started the Vikings. He went with Kirk Cousins with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, which obviously gave him a pretty strong foundation compared to everybody else. So, all right, let's move on to Week Seven. Let's start with quarterback. I'm going to throw it to Rich first. So we've got no no Pat Mahomes this week. That means Deshaun Watson is the most expensive quarterback on DraftKings at 7K. 
Is he your preferred option if you're paying up at the position, or is there someone else you're looking at uh, specifically for cash games let's talk about first? Yeah, I mean, I very rarely pay the, the top quarterback spot ever. I mean, the position just scores so linearly, it's really hard to pay up. And in that matchup specifically, it could go a lot of ways. I think um, there's obviously the range of outcomes that game pops and we get a shootout. We, it did once last year. But these teams are familiar with each other. They played three times last year. Deshaun Watson had pretty two average games against them and, and one really smash game. And the way the Colts are playing with Jacoby Brissett this year, where he's kind of just like a bus driver, uh, they're really playing like at a real slower pace this year and it's just I can see that game definitely not being a game where it's really like a Deshaun Watson 30 point game that we've got in the last two weeks and him just kind of being around the 20 point range uh, and then there's just so many good quarterback plays this week now unfortunately we have to pay for a lot of them they're all like in that like you know 67 to 6300 range but I mean you can pick your poison with all those guys from Josh Allen Lamar Jackson Russell Wilson Kyler Murray uh, Goff and Matt Ryan like all those guys are objectively good plays it's really hard to poke holes in a lot of those players um i personally do i like josh allen the most out of those guys uh, he has had 16 or more fantasy points in every game on dk and even against the slow paced team like the titans he hit for 16 or more points the dolphins have allowed 15 or more fantasy points to every quarterback they faced on dk and 20 or more to everyone not named case keenum and then you look at josh allen what he did against the dolphins last year and he just objectively just roasted them he was the qb2 at 29 points and then the qb1 overall the second time he played at 41 points uh, we need the dolphins to kind of carry some water here for him to run around a little bit uh, but, you know, the Dolphins are allowing a league high 9.3 yards for pass play. Uh, they're allowing uh, a league high 10.4 yards for pass play and first down. And Josh Allen is actually second in the league in first down passing rate behind Patrick Mahomes, which is probably something you wouldn't expect from a Buffalo Bills quarterback. So, I mean, they're throwing the ball in early downs, which is what we like to see. So, I mean, I do like Josh Allen the most. I hope his ownership comes in a little low because early ownership has him low and I hope it kind of sticks. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed Buffalo passing a little bit more uh, this season than they did last year. I mean, in in previous years, they were down, you know, like 30th in the league in pass rate. This year, they're more middle of the pack. But like you said, definitely looking to be aggressive on early downs. And you have to love what Allen brings to the table with his legs. Uh, he killed Miami on the ground last year. He had over, over 100 in the first game and then 95 and two touchdowns in the second. So if he gets moving against that defense, it could be problems. Uh, Jones, what are your thoughts in this price range here? Um, yeah, I, I agree with, uh, with both of those takes so far. I, I'm, I just think we're at a point now where we just have to, uh, we have to consider Matt Ryan every single week. He's been, uh, he's hit the 300 yard bonus literally every single week, uh, so far. And he's had multiple touchdowns in all but one of the weeks. Um, you know, they're running a ton of plays and I just feel like, he's never going to get, you know, above this price. Like he's never going to be seven K there's not a chance. So I think every week he's going to be in play, whether you're talking about cash or uh, if you want to stack them up, obviously there's a few different options that you can stack them up with. So um, I'm kind of deciding between, between those three. I don't think I'll get all the way up to Watson. Um, so I'll probably end up on Ryan and uh, cash this week. Yeah, the volume with Ryan right now is just insane. Like, he's averaging 43 passes per season, or per game, I should say. That's the most we've seen since Stafford in 2012 when he threw the ball, like, over 725 times. So, uh, right. the, the Atlanta defense obviously has a Which big is a part lot. of that. <laughs> so he has 27 <laughs> more completions than the next quarterback. So, he's like a, a, he has, like, an extra game's worth of completions <laughs> than, like, the next highest guy. <laughs> It's pretty sick. Uh, one guy I'll throw out, too, is Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with Russell. I, I'm a big Russell guy, and it seems like this year they're a little bit more uh, willing to let him throw. I mean, it's <laughs> the funniest thing that I heard last week was that on the game-winning drive, his headset just didn't work, so he was like, hey, I'm going to call the plays myself. And, yeah. of course, they scored a touchdown, so... I wish they kind of would let Russell do that just from the start of the game, but I do think it's a good matchup against Baltimore. I mean, they, they've kind of been shredded through the air this season. Um, you know, their cornerbacks, I'm not sure if they're getting healthier at this point, but if not, like, I think Wilson should be able to take advantage of this defense, and we always love targeting 
quarterbacks at home and as a favorite, and he checks both of those boxes. Uh, let's move down the pricing spectrum a little bit. Who's somebody in you know lo- that lower 6K range or even the 5K range that you're considering for cash, Matt? Honestly, I mean, I don't really think you have to go anywhere else. Like, I, I'm really not considering anybody below Ryan. Um, I think that with the, you know, as the week goes on, there's always, like, a value spot or two that opens up. And on top of that, the fact that, like, the wide receivers, you don't necessarily have to pay up for in cash this week. I think that, like, p- playing a 6,300 Matt Ryan is, like, perfectly reasonable. There's not obviously I'll stack some of these guys up in GPPs, but I really don't I don't feel like I want to trust anybody sort of in this range uh, in cash this week. What about you, Rich? What are you thinking? No, I'm the same way. I mean, all those names we rattled off at the top and we didn't even, you know, talk about Kyler Murray, you know, or all the just the the top shelf is too. It's too deep this week and everyone's too strong. Lamar's in another great spot. I mean, Lamar has faced four defenses so far in the season that have been the bottom 10 in pressure rate. And the Seahawks are 28th and he's had 20 plus points on all those teams. And we've seen the Seahawks start to give up some rushing production to these quarterbacks the last few weeks too. Baker got him for 35 and a touchdown. Kyler 27. And if there's rain in that game, let's expect. I mean, that only helps Lamar running the ball, too, as well. I mean, it's just, the top shelf is just all these guys you can make a case for. It's too good to get cute with the Minshews and the Brissettes uh, this week in cash. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Um, all right, Jones, tell me why Jared Goff is a GPP play for the 19th <laughs> week in a row. <laughs> I literally wrote down. I was like, you know the... You know that gif where the uh, the guy, I think it's from Fairly Odd Parents, where they're just shoveling money into the flames, oh, like into the fire. Oh, that's the classic like, Anthony that's Davis me. heads to the locker room gif. We get that at Fantasy Labs <laughs> that's NBA me. all the time. <laughs> that's literally me with Jared Goff. Like, I just, I can't quit this guy no matter how stupid he looks on a weekly basis. Um, but I mean, like, this week, like, if it's if it doesn't happen this week, then I'm probably going to play him next week because I think he has another bad matchup. <laughs> but after that... Bengals. After that, I'm really, yeah. So he's got two weeks to prove it to me to stay in my good graces. And if it doesn't happen, then I'll probably just not play him when he's on the road and still play him at home regardless. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to, I think he still has a ceiling that is, um, you know, obviously as high as most, maybe not like the Watsons and Jacksons of the world, but he can put up a 30 point. 35 point game pretty easily and he nobody's going to own him after last week so um i think in tournaments you would be silly not to stack him up uh you know with uh with his safety blanket cooper cup no i i totally agree i mean i like to make fun of you for your your man crush on jared goff but this is an elite golf week i mean the one thing that the rams have really struggled with is is pass protection and atlanta cannot rush the passer they have the lowest uh adjusted sack rate or one of the, I'm sorry, one of the lower adjusted sack rates in football. Mm, that's a, that's not true. I got, <laughs> I looked at the wrong team. <laughs> uh, well, they haven't, they haven't had a sack in three games. It's the first time they haven't done that since 2011. I don't and, know. I did, I did you know, get the, it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it makes Profe- sense. Though, because, We're professionals here, Rich. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, we got you. I got you, man. It's all good. I mean, he, the, the, the whole point is true, though, I mean, especially because, you know, they lost no boom to Goff's third in the league in pressure rate. But when you look at who they faced, I mean, all those teams pressure the quarterback except for Seattle. Uh, and he, he was he was objectively good in that game against Seattle. You know, they just didn't have a, a game winning field. And that game was also on the road. And he was good in that game. Uh, I, I was hoping we get some more negative you know feedback on his home road splits here uh because the matchup's so good from a stance of just him not getting pressure i stock his pressure versus non-pressure stats a lot more than i do his home road splits uh and that's what we seen play out in that seattle game uh we talked about they haven't got a sack in three games the falcons and it's not just they haven't got a sack look at the last two quarterbacks they faced deshaun watson and kyler murray and where those teams were in pressure rate allowed prior to placing the falcons deshaun watson was under duress the whole season Plays the Falcons, not don't even they don't even get a QB hit on him. They have one QB hit on Kyler, another team that couldn't pass protect coming into that game, uh, and you know Kyler wasn't touched. And you know they're just allowing ceiling weeks after ceiling week to these quarterbacks. And the Rams, objectively, they can't run the football. 
They are their running backs are are last in the NFL in touches per game, and they're ahead of just the Bengals in yards for scrimmage per game. So they're gonna do this throwing the football because they can't run the football. Uh, so I mean, it's just a, a spot to go to golf, and hopefully everyone is off of him. Uh, early ownership does show him to be a little high. Uh, the, the the community is getting just this is the first. It's not the first year, but there's. We saw it with Will Fuller a couple weeks ago, and he was like 25% owned. Like the community is on these guys, not just off recency bias. It's just been a sharper field this year. So I wouldn't be surprised just based on the Falcons matchup and, you know, the people highlighting these non pressure splits uh, throughout the week if he does end up like being one of the top three guys in like ownership. But he's a quarterback, so it'll never get too high. Like quarterbacks never go like over like 15% or so. So it won't be ever to where you have to fade a quarterback because of ownership. Any yeah, and then if uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, no, sorry, I was just gonna say. Also, we talk about it a lot on the show, but when once you start stacking, also you you drop that you know whatever you want to call it effective ownership down even more because there's X amount of people that have Cup and X amount of people that have Golf, but there's only so many that have both of them in the same lineup. So that definitely helps in tournaments and cash. The ownerships can get a little higher, but. Uh, for for GPPs, if if you're if you're stacking your quarterback, which you should be, um, hopefully that that alleviates some of that problem. Any other uh, tournament quarterbacks you're considering here, Rich? No, I think that's pretty much we ran down the gambit of all viable plays. So whoever you're is you're not your cash game quarterback, then we'd go you go to all those guys we talked about in your exposure. I mean, I don't know how you guys typically do. Uh, you know, how you guys like to play. I'm typically, I max out at three quarterbacks uh, in tournaments. I keep my cores tight. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble this week because so many guys are objectively good plays. But I know because you guys talk about the stacking dynamic, that's why I'm leaning towards Josh Allen and Cash because I can play him without stacking a guy in cash. And that's why I like him in cash more, whereas I can get my exposure to these other games in tournaments, these other guys, because I want to stack these other quarterbacks uh, and these games, you know, vice versa. So that's kind of where it's playing out this week. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time consuming, expensive, and there's so many options to choose from. How do you know that you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, uh, Amazon, Etsy, even your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one easy-to-use interface. You can even manage your your shipments straight from your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. That allows you to compare and choose the best option for you and your customers. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best available rates. Right now, On The Daily listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days. Just sign up using promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk, and you can start your trial without even entering a credit card. Visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter promo code BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. All right, running backs. No Christian McCaffrey this week, who has basically been a DFS cheat code. Uh, no Zeke Elliott as well on the main slate this week. Uh, that said, Saquon Barkley... Who has not been a cheat code. <laughs> yeah, he has not been. <laughs> uh, Saquon could be back this week just in time for a matchup versus the Cardinals. And we've also got Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, and Alvin Kamara sitting there as high-priced options. Uh, Rich, do you like any of these guys on your cash team this week? All of them, too many of them, to be honest. Uh, that's the biggest problem, trying to decipher what we want to do here at the top because all these guys are in really good spots. I mean, Dalvin Cook has had 100 yards or, or more rushing and hit that bonus in every game except for the two you would have dead on objectively circled beforehand, like not versus the Bears, not versus the Eagles. Um, but, you know, he's involved in the passing game, which is what we love. And the Lions are 30th in receiving points allowed to running backs and 28th in rushing points allowed to running backs. Just a really good spot. We know that they're not going to get away from not using him as well. Uh, really good play. Saquon coming back kind of stinks because it's just another guy in the pot that we really want to play. Arizona started the year off 
pretty effective against the ground. You know, they they held down the first two backs they faced, but then McCaffrey got him for 188 total yards. Chris Carson got him for 145 total yards. Even Joe Mixon got him for 109 yards of scrimmage. Uh, and then Devontae Freeman last week, a, a 118. So, I mean, it's a really good spot for Saquon to re- return to the lineup. Um, and then, you know, everyone is going to want to play Leonard Fournette in some way, in some capacity this this week against the Bengals. And you guys can now hammer that. The matchup's so good. And Leonard Fournette's averaging seven and a half receiving points uh, in PPR formats this year, which is what really has made him and have such a stable floor because he only has one touchdown. The only thing he's not doing is scoring touchdowns, and eventually those are going to come into play. And this is a really good spot to circle touchdown regression against the Bengals team that has just been smoked by running back so far this season. Jonesy, what are your thoughts here? Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree. Like Saquon practiced in full today, so he's definitely on track to play uh, on Sunday. He, obviously, the situation is great. Like if you're if you're allowing Joe Mixon uh, to do anything, you're probably a pretty bad defense. Um, Poor Joe Mixon. He's garbage. Uh, <laughs> he's the worst. No, screw him, dude. Yeah, forget poor. Right. He's not. Poor a, he's not really the kind of person you want to stand behind. No, he's not. He doesn't uh, get a lot of empathy for me. Um, but in any case, yeah, Saquon is a smash. Like figuring out how to fit him in, I think, is going to be somewhat difficult. Like I'm perfectly fine just in cash going with Cook and Fournette. And I feel like you can have a little bit of a better build that way. Um, Fournette, Rich alluded to it, but I looked it up before. So he's RB9 in PPR and he is 112th in fantasy points over expectation because he just can't score touchdowns right now. So um, you would imagine that that comes back uh, and regresses, you know, positively at some point. Um, But yeah, there are definitely questions with DJ and Kamara. So uh, as far as injuries go, so I'm, I'm kind of okay with, uh, you know, throwing them in a couple tournament lineups, but I, I don't know if the, the risk is worth it in cash when we have these other good plays. Um, so for those reasons, I'm out to, uh, to quote Shark Tank, uh, LaMarco, what about, what about you? I'll make you an offer. I want a, uh, 50% royalty <laughs> until my investment is paid back. Uh, um, no, I, I totally agree on the Fournette call. Like I didn't include him in this tier, but he definitely deserves to be considered as, you know, one of the best running back plays of the week. I mean, we mentioned the Cincinnati matchup last week against Baltimore and how they've just been hemorrhaging points to running backs. And Mark Ingram didn't really disappoint. I mean, he doesn't have a huge workload in Baltimore, but he managed to score a touchdown, had over 15 DraftKings points. So workload concerns are not going to be there for Fournette. Uh, Like Rich said, if he finds the end zone, you know, once or heaven forbid, even twice in this game, he could be looking at, you know, like a really huge ceiling type output. So I love Fournette, and I think I might get around on playing Dalvin and Cash for the first time all season. It's just a really good spot. Well, welcome aboard. (laughs) I do think that Saquon is like the ultimate GPP play, though, because I think people are going to be a little bit hesitant to fire him up in his first week back from injury. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, I I think that people will will probably get there. I'm, I know it's going to happen on Sunday morning. I'm just going to end up switching off whatever defense I picked, playing Miami at 1500, and figuring out how to get how to get Saquon. Like I know that's what's going to happen. And as soon as lock hits, you're going to text me, Matt, and be like, "Oh, so you did end up playing Saquon?" I've tried to do all three, and it's just not it's not possible. Even yeah. with the Dolphins, even with the Dolphins fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had Ian on a couple weeks ago, Ian Hartitz, and that was a clear, like, jam them all in type of week. This week, I think we've got, you know, plays in that 7K. We didn't talk about Chris Carson yet, but, like, there are plays in that mid-tier that I think are, are definitely cash viable. I don't think you need to go all the way up to, you know, to Dalvin and Saquon in cash games. But if Fournette had any touchdowns, yeah. he would be 8K. Like, uh, like yes. That, so, I mean, you have to play him because of that. Because he's not coming off the field. He's on the field as much as Christian McCaffrey uh, and getting as much usage. He just doesn't have the touchdowns. Absolutely. Yeah, the, right. receiving, the receiving workload has been not, you know, they talked him up in the offseason, but it's been really nice, a really nice buy for anyone who invested in him um, and keeps his floor pretty reasonable. All right, yep. Jones, talk to me about this mid-range tier. Anybody that uh, tickles your fancy? 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we mentioned Fortnite already and you just, you just alluded to Carson. Um, I'm, I I think that I'm going to end up getting there. Penny is off the injury report. Um, but I think that I still think that Carson is worth a look in tournaments. There's no, there's no shot that I'm going to get him in cash, but, um, I think Carson definitely makes sense in tournaments for his ceiling. Um, outside of that, like, God, I really I'm like not in love with the running backs this week for the most part. Um, I guess we'll see what happens if any, you know, if any value opens up as far as the injuries to DJ and Kamara. But um, yeah, it's I'm not like loving. I'll have a little, you know, a little sprinkle here and there of a few guys. But for the most part, I'm going to try to concentrate on those uh, the top four ish, five ish guys that we already mentioned. Rich, what are your thoughts on the mid range? Yeah, I mean, the, just the two guys that come into play for tournaments are definitely Carson. I mean, he shut the door. It looked like it was he almost fumbled his way into a committee. And then re, when Penny got hurt, he regained it. Remember, Penny played two weeks ago, and Carson still had 28 touches. Uh, you know, so I mean, he, he closed the door back up, and he's getting that usage that he closed in last season. He's also another guy, not on four net levels, but he's got seven and a half receiving points in, you know, three of his past four games as well and being used in the receiving game a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, uh, and then the, the Baltimore matchup itself is not daunting at all. I mean, they've had four free passes so far against backfields, Miami, Arizona, the Steelers, and the Bengals. But they gave up 190 yards from scrimmage to the Chiefs' backfield and 240 yards to the Browns' backfield. Uh, so, I mean, it's not something we're scared about because Carson's going to be on the field getting the ball. Brian Schaumer and Seahawks aren't, gonna, aren't going to go away from what they do. Uh, so, I mean, he's just – he's another guy that's priced just a little too low for the usage he's getting and the – the floor he has now with receiving, you know, it'd be different if he had a, a, a bump, a bum floor without a touchdown, but he's, he's circumventing that, you know, with the receiving work, uh, basically get, getting you over a touchdown receiving a game. Uh, and then, you know, for game stack purposes, Devontae Freeman at 5,400 is probably just too cheap. I don't love him. And I know a regression is coming for him because 72% of his season long points have come from receiving only. It's just not really sustainable the way he's scoring points, but with the way Atlanta's passing, and the way that they pass protect, intermediate targets are, are there to be had. Uh, but the you know, three receiving touchdowns the past two weeks aren't something that's going to be sticky weekly. Uh, but that's a game that we are circling to stack, period. And at 5,400, he's just too low for the amount of passes he's catching. Uh, so he's in play in tournaments as well. Could this be a, a squeaky wheel gets the grease type of week for Melvin Gordon? Am I crazy if I want to consider him <laughs> at 5,900? As a road dog uh, with their third right guard and their backup center, it's a lot. It's a lot hard to like circle it. And that game might like, like, how do you not hammer the under in that game still, even mm. though it's low? Like, it's 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 two teams that can't really score and are willing to play slow. Uh, but he's begging for the touches. He's outright he's outright publicly begging for touches. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. I said this last week, but like, I don't play anyone in Tennessee Titans football games. Like. They are just the grossest slog fests every single week. But I don't know. I might make an exception for Gordon uh, just in a couple of tournament lineups this week. All right, let's move down uh, to some cheaper options. Is there anybody, you know, like in that 5K-ish type range or even less that uh, you're considering for your lineups this week, Rich? I mean, I I think that Josh Jacobs is the one guy you entertain in that area. I mean, the one sketchy spot we still have with Josh Jacobs though is that all of his three good games have come in wins and then he's been the RB 28 and the RB 48 in PPR formats and the two losses now they've talked about getting him more work in the receiving game and he's run 13 and 17 pass routes the past few games and added a couple catches per game uh but you know six point road dogs we're gonna really see that put to the test probably and um you know the Packers I mean matchup wise we know that they're bad against running backs and Mike Pettins openly talked about he doesn't care if you can run on them but they haven't gotten hammered the last two weeks I mean Zeke got kind of scripted out of that game but carry on did nothing on Monday night he fell into the end zone uh to kind of save his game but 13 carries for 34 yards I mean it's just not an auto smash spot but I will say the one thing about the Raiders is their offensive line is playing ridiculously at a high level they're number three in adjusted 
uh, line yards over at Football Outsiders. Trent Brown's been awesome. Both their guards, uh, Gabe Jackson and Richie Incognito, uh, another guy we objectively can't root for and have no empathy for, but he's been playing well <laughs> on the football field. Like they and, and they're a team that without Tyrell Williams, you know, probably not going to play, and Zay Jones just being on a team for a week, are probably going to lean on that run game for as long as they can. Um, but at 5K, he's just a guy that's just too cheap. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I like Jacobs. I mean, they've been saying that they want to get him more involved in the passing game since like week one. But uh, I think I need to be convinced on that, 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 you know, before I believe it's actually going to happen. But 5K just still seems too, too cheap for him, even if he doesn't get more than, you know, just two or three targets. Uh, Jones, any cheap interest here on some of these guys? Um, and I think I have some interest in trying to figure out the San Francisco situation. Um, Coleman saw more snaps and rush attempts than Brita, um, and even saw three targets last week to Brita's four. They're, what are they, favored by 10, maybe? Yeah, 10 on the road. Somewhere somewhere in that vicinity. So they are on the road, but I don't know. I, I think that in tournaments, um, you know, you could, you could tell yourself a, a, a story here for that game where uh, Coleman ends up getting a ton of carries and has a pretty good week. So he's the only other guy that I'm sort of considering that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm really, I'm actively trying to, to tighten up my running back pool. Cause I feel like every week I end up, you know, getting too cute and spreading out too much and uh, getting the right wide receivers and tight ends and just having like dopes at running back. So I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, Jonesy, any GPP like flyers that we have missed at this point? Um, no, I mean, the only it, Philly's not on the main slate. I would say Sanders, but that's it. <laughs> Weekly Miles Sanders blurb. Yeah, hit me, Rich. <laughs> uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, I was just going to uh, say. Yep, set to return. I mean, this guy, when he, his first game and a half when he was on the field, like he was picking up chunk yards. Uh, and, and, you know, um, you get that great Miami matchup who doesn't care about anything right now, uh, allowing almost 200 yards per scrimmage to opposing backfields. They just let Adrian Peterson run for 120 yards and have 20 yards receiving on them. Uh, there's enough if, even with the split, cause Gore is not going to go away running back Shang Sung. Uh, Devin Singletary is still, even in a split, if you can get 80 to 90 yards from scrimmage and we know he's going to catch a few balls and you get into the paint, uh, cause he's a similar spot to where it was week two against the giants. And they worked him in with Gore more on early downs. Um, and just like I said, the splash plays he was producing the first two weeks, uh, in the matchup. I mean, I'm looking at him. I early on, when I saw early ownership, he was under 2%. And, uh, if that holds, then I, there's no way I can't go over and have like five to 10% of him. <laughs> No, I totally agree. That dude can play football. I mean, Frank Gore, like you said, is definitely a factor, but I don't think Frank Gore is going to like keep him off the field if, if he continues to show out. Singletary, that is. So if he continues to produce, he should just earn more and more touches. And I mean, they're 17-point favorites. So there's there should be plenty of rushing work to go around in that game. DFS isn't easy, and neither is talking about erectile dysfunction. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or I played Tyler Boyd in cash. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is easy. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, just like Austin Eckler, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. All right, wide receivers. There are four wide receivers this week priced at 7400 or greater on DraftKings. We've got Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and Cooper Cup. 
Uh, Jonesy, who do you like this week? I mean, you've already kind of hinted at the fact that you like uh, the Rams. So I'm assuming Cooper Cup is your guy in this tier? Um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously last week. Um, like, what what could you possibly take from from the game last week? Like, it was... It was a disaster, but even like the the absolute worst thing that could happen. I mean, he didn't produce, but he still saw six targets. Like Goff isn't going away from this guy anytime soon, so I'm not I'm not terribly concerned um, about him. I I do think uh, I don't know. I think ownership is going to be really weird up here this week um, in GPPs. I think that it's going to probably as the week goes on and people are listening to shows and, you know, consuming content are probably going to gravitate towards two of these four guys. So whichever the two that aren't being gravitated towards is who I'm going to play in GPPs this week. Um, Cause I don't think that there's a huge, I don't think there's a huge spread in their ceilings and I'll just figure out who I'm stacking with um, based on, you know, who I end up with. So I, I don't have a very strong take on like, you absolutely need to smash this guy. I think for tournaments, you just need to play the ownership game and uh, and do your best to uh, limit your exposure to the chalky guys this week. Yeah, I, I should mention Devontae Adams also in this price range, but still looking like yeah. a long shot that he ultimately suits up. Uh, Rich, what are your yeah. thoughts on this uh, high-priced receiver tier? Yeah, I, I feel very similarly. Uh, the only guy at the projected ownership that is hitting here at a high level is Cup. And it's pretty obvious why. I mean, he, you know, he just had the the game where he went down, but he had four straight hundred yard games before that. I mean, there's a reason Cooper Cup. Like, there's a lot of correlation to why Cooper Cup's having the start of the season as he had. As we talked about the Goff's pressure rate, there's a reason why he's getting peppered with targets. And we've seen a guy like Gerald Everett start to get more targets uh, because they can't pass protect. And you know, you the, the, that's where the, that's why Brandon Cook's target share has gone way down to where it was a year ago, and why they're not connecting on deep balls. You can't connect the deep balls. So you don't have time to set up the deep ball, especially the guy. Like Jared Goff, who can't buy himself time. Uh, so, I mean, and, and then the matchup with the Falcons. I mean, they've just been slaughtered in the slot, you know, uh, so far this season. You know, on the season, nine for 85 a week ago to slot receivers, eight for 115 the week before that. Uh, they had a, a one down game, four for 47, but then eight for 59 and two, 10 for 116 and one. Just didn't smoked in the slot. Uh, just it, it all it all sets up for Cup to be popular and uh, be popular again this week. Uh, but he's not a guy. I'm actually not playing any of these guys, though, in cash early on uh, just because I want to play those running backs that we talked about and there's so much value in the middle here at wide receiver this week yeah so the cup thing to me is interesting because I think you hit on a really good point we kind of talked about this last week like he's got security blanket you know when he's under pressure that's going to be his read he runs all of his stuff you know close to the line of scrimmage so with less pressure in his face theoretically this week that should be a good thing for you know Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks right like, I, I would think that, you know, maybe stacking Goff with the non-cup wide receivers might actually be like the the plus EV play this week. Yeah, I think you play both of them, too. I mean, I love Cooks this week. I know a lot of people are on Woods as well, and there's no reason not to like Woods because Woods' target share is almost identical to Cups, except for he has no touchdowns and no he's just way behind in fantasy points. But their target share is pretty similar. Uh, so Woods is going to be a guy. He's the big regression candidate. I like Cooks a lot because people are going to go from Cup to Woods naturally and not go a step further to Cooks. Uh, I think you could play both if you wanted to as well. But uh, I just think the way it sets up and where the Falcons have been getting beat, like you especially think like the Wolf Fuller game a couple weeks ago, and if Desmond Trufant's not going to play again, it's one of these weeks where they can really take some deep shots and set up some deep shots uh, for Cooks. And Cooks is a guy people inherently don't like to play because the type of receiver he is anyways. Right, which, is, which doesn't matter for GPPs because you want that ceiling. So, yeah, he's going to bust occasionally, but we're chasing the upside and – I think we all agree that he's got it this week. Um, all right. You guys seem yeah. to like this mid tier. So Rich, talk to me about some of the guys that you, that you like in this price range. Well, Woods was one, but I think the guy will see the most highest owned, at least in cash lineups that you're just going to wash is T Y Hilton. Uh, just way too low on 5,900 for the amount of volume he's getting and the games he played, you know, he's a, when the games he's played, he's always over 25% of team market share. Uh, it's a little bummer the way they're using T Y this year. 
uh, compared to years past. Obviously, you know, switching over to Jacoby Brissett, uh, he's been more of like a bus driver in the offense. Uh, career lows in yards per catch and depth of target for T.Y. Hilton going on right now. Uh, but, you know, Houston's just one of these teams we've been penciling in, too. Like, lead wide receivers have just crushed them. Uh, and he's just another guy, like I said, under 6K for the amount of volume he's get. And everyone will bring up the, the, the long-running stats of him versus Houston, which I really don't care about. Uh, but, you know, the volume – the volume and the matchup alone, I don't need to know that he's been good against the Houston all along. I care about the price and the volume firsthand. And under 6K, he'll be a guy I think that everyone goes to first. You'll just wash and cash. Yeah, Hilton versus Jonathan Joseph right now. Um, Pro Football Focus has that as like the biggest advantage at the wide receiver position this week. So, you know, considering the price and, you know, factor in the history if you want, but yeah, I think by all accounts, Hilton is somebody who who really should be in your cash lineup, and you're probably going to want to have some exposure to in tournaments as well. Uh, Jones, give me another guy in this price range that you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, you know, ED live reads uh, notwithstanding, I think Tyler Boyd is is a good play. Um, <laughs> he crushed me this week. That's why he. That's the only reason he made the read. He crushed me last week. Oh, so. don't get me wrong. He he completely murdered me too. I I had I had this great idea at like twelve fifty seven. Like I was like I don't have enough Cooper and I don't have enough Boyd. And we all know how that story ends. So you should just turn um, your phone off but, at like noon, dude. I'm really starting to think like I should I should be done like eleven thirty. I read the news, make sure nobody's inactive, and like just throw my phone in the backyard. And uh, and let Jack play with it for a little bit. <laughs> just completely, just completely ignore that I can still make changes, <laughs> or I need to move to a different coast or something. It's um, a real thing, man. Uh, I I've been like obligated the past few years to do a show up until kickoff almost, and this year I do a chat at Sharp Football, and just not being able to go tinker has just it made me exponentially better. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking of that too. I'm like, maybe I should just do a stream from like 12 to one or like do something, get a hobby, get like sign up for a class at the gym, something. Cause this is not working for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, th- the targets are going to be there for him. He's had, he's had two 25 plus, uh, DK point games. And, uh, we were talking about, you know, four nets, uh, fantasy points over expectation before, Boyd is 161st of wide receivers in fantasy points over expectation. So even with those boom weeks, he still isn't reaching the efficiency that his volume says that he should be. So obviously some of that is just because he's stuck on Cincinnati and, and you know, Dalton is just like a, a scarecrow out there. But I, like, I think that there's a legitimate uh, reason to play him in at least in tournaments this week. 5,600 for his volume is too cheap. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll probably go down to Allen Robinson over Boyd at 5,500. Uh, I love the volume that he's getting. Like, he is seventh in target share right now behind, you know, some big names. And then Kenny Galladay is also in there. He's another guy in this price range that you consider. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, sort of regardless of who the quarterback has been, Robinson has been heavily involved and has been productive. Like, I know we don't really try to evaluate like talent per se. We we look at situations and stuff, but in terms of talent, Allen Robinson is good. And it's oh, a shame yeah. that this guy has had to spend his whole career catching passes from, you know, Blake Bortles and then Midwest Blake Bortles and now Chase Daniel. So And uh, and Christian Hackenberg in college. Oh god, yeah, you I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a masochist, uh, Allen Robinson. <laughs> uh and then one other guy larry fitzgerald uh you know i think anybody pretty much is in play against the giants arizona uh they've kind of dialed back on their pass volume a little bit since the start of the season but they have been more efficient they've been you know piling up yards they finally started scoring some points last week so uh larry fitzgerald another guy i think that that matchup makes him a uh, a viable cash play at 6100 all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk values. Any value options, Rich? You know, like fifty five hundred or lower type plays that you think uh, deserve some cash consideration. Uh, I mean, cash cash is tough. I mean, there are a lot of guys in this price range I'm definitely interested in as far as like upside go in tournaments, but just for like stable floors. I actually I don't typically mind playing some of those guys in my cash lineup though. That um, you know, like like Wolf or a couple weeks ago, or guys that. Uh, 
are a little more volatile. Uh, something I've picked up over the years, being more embraceive to playing those guys in cash, you know, uh, and not and not saying, oh, I have to avoid these types of uh, volatile wide receivers, you know, all the time just based on archetype. Uh, but I mean, a couple guys that jump out. I mean, one now with this Jalen Ramsey trade and the Akeem Talib injury. Uh, I mean, Calvin Ridley was really a guy that I'm being drawn to this week. Uh, the problem is, like, he's he's had six or fewer targets in four of his six games. We'd like a little more volume. But now the one thing the Rams can do, they can say, Jalen Ramsey, you don't need to know our scheme. You just follow Julio Jones around. That's completely fine. We don't care. Uh, and then, you know, with Tlaib being out, he's going to get Troy Hill in coverage for the majority of his snaps uh, in, in a game that we expect to go back and forth and have a lot of scoring upside. Um, at, at, and he's a guy that scored the past two weeks and his price hasn't moved. Uh, so, I mean, he has scoring upside. And going back to last year, first of all, he scored four or six games this year. And going back to last year, you know, he's had he has high touchdown upside weekly. So, I mean, I'm going to be drawn to him a little bit in that price range. Um, I don't know what to make of the Auden Tate thing. Uh but the the pass volume is so high in Cincinnati. Like they have to they have to throw so much per week that he's hard to ignore. Now they just picked up Marcus Peters, um, but you know wide receiver twos have kind of given uh, or not. I'm sorry, that was last week he uh, he faced the Ravens. Uh, this week he actually faces who Jalen Ramsey got traded from. He actually has a positive matchup against Trey Herndon now, who struggled without Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so, I mean, it, the matchup and volume like kind of uh, have some symmetry there uh, as well. But uh, I'm more looking to uh, games that have more upside than that Jaguars-Bengals game uh, and looking more at like the Calvin Ridley type of uh, uh, guys. And I wish that we would know what's going to happen to Christian Kirk at this point in the week uh, because you talked about the Giants. And he's another one of those guys that's just a screaming regression candidate before he got hurt. Um, and the, so the Giants, their three primary cornerbacks, DeAndre Baker, Grant Haley, and Janoris Jenkins, all three of them rank in the bottom nine in terms of yards allowed per coverage snap in the league. Oy. Gross. <laughs> uh, Jones, any cheap guys that, that we haven't hit on yet here? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I've, if I'm playing, uh, if I'm playing Russ, I I have been throwing uh, Metcalf in a lineup here and there too, just because of his uh, you know big playability. And forty eight hundred, you don't really need a heck of a lot to uh, for that to pay off. So I think he makes a little bit of sense. Um, I am curious uh, about Mike Williams too. I, I don't know. Do you guys have a strong feeling about Mike Williams this week? I'm playing him until he hits. At this point, I'm just doing it every week. Yeah. Uh, because it makes too much sense. He's in the he's in the Will Fuller spot a couple weeks ago, and he's been in it for a couple weeks. He just gets too many targets, too many air yards, and too many end zone targets to run away from every week. Especially at forty six hundred, yeah. even in a matchup against the Titans, we know it's going to be slower paced. Malcolm Butler is the worst of the three guys to target who he'll see the most. But like I said, too many targets, too many high leverage targets to not. Hit. He hasn't hit this at this point. Yeah, I mean he's had three targets over the last two weeks. That's a bit insane. What are your thoughts on uh, Darius Slayton if Sterling Shepard is unable to suit up at just 4,100? I mean, he may see uh, Patrick Peterson on the outside, but 4,100 in that game environment, that, that's an appealing option for me if you need to go cheap. Yeah, I think the Pat Pete news kind of moved some people off of him. I will say that, like, Daniel Jones doesn't care. Like, he... He wasn't successful, but he threw at Stephon Gilmore repeatedly last Thursday. Uh, it didn't work out, but he didn't care. He still threw at him. And then the week before, Slayton hit against the Vikings. So, I mean, Daniel Jones, is he's willing to take – like, Daniel Jones has the YOLO in him. So, uh, he could definitely hit, and his ownership will probably drop with, you know, getting talked down from Patrick Peterson, you know, uh, throughout the week. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I can be objective about the Giants. So, I'm just going <laughs> to – I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. I, I'm I'm a tortured Giants fan, so that's fair. Uh, Rich, any GPP guys that we have missed? I think Mike Williams is the guy I had highlighted, and I'll say like one super deep guy. He's probably gonna not make my my player pool when it's all said and done because of all the names we rattled down, and probably just with the way the game flow is gonna go is Dante Pettis. 
uh, but he's a super deep guy. Uh, played 71% of snaps last week. His snap rate's gone up every week. Debo Samuel is probably not going to play. He picked up a groin injury, and they activated Deontay Burnett off the practice squad already today. So that kind of signals that Samuel's not going to play. And then Washington is 29th in fantasy points allowed per target to opposing wide receivers. My overall problem, though, and why I think he won't make the player pool the cut is just overall the projected value. Jonesy, anybody we've missed? I don't think so. Uh, there's, I, I, I don't think anybody else that I'm willing to play. <laughs> <laughs> we did touch on a bunch. What do you, what do you got, Lamarca? Ah, uh, not much. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I had uh, Pettis also circled. I'm not sure if he'll make it. Oh, it's you guys just, are, you guys are killing me. It's really tough to get. To, to get up enough heart to actually click on him and lock him into your lineups. But, it, <laughs> like, if there was a situation for him, it would have to be with Debo Hurt against that secondary. It's so, like, I, I so rarely, like, rail against, like, people in general. Like, I can't get the infatuation with Pettis. Like, <laughs> it, it's it just boggles my mind. Like, every week, people are trying to get ahead and say that it's like, he's a buy low. And, like, DFS is a different situation uh, to a certain extent. If you're, you know, if you're building 150 lineups, you, you know, you are you can have some exposure to him. But it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a running joke in the RV Slack right now about uh, Pettis buy low windows. So, I just have to. Oh, uh, yeah. I could, I could totally that. see the Biz team talking about Pettis every week. <laughs> and on the daily we are firm believers that nothing enhances a game like putting a few bucks on it uh you know dfs is one thing but there's nothing really like sweating out a game between the jaguars and the bengals this week you know you put a couple bucks on it and that thing will become inherently more watchable regardless of whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For example, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, put them together, and if both win, you will win a larger payout. If you're going to bet games this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. With pro football, college football, MLB playoffs in full swing, Hockey just started. Basketball's right around the corner. Now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, head over to mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ to double your cash up to $1,000. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right tight end position. Uh, I feel like paying up at tight end has worked out much better than paying up at wide receiver for the majority of the season. Yeah. Uh, that said, the, the options this week are a little bit more limited. We have George Kittle is 6,700 and then Evan Ingram is 6,500. Um, there's no guarantee that Ingram will be back in the lineup, but it seems like he's trending in the right direction. And he does have that juicy matchup versus the Cardinals who continue to get brutalized by tight ends. So flow chart, bro. Flow chart. <laughs> it worked out for your boy Austin Hooper last week, but maybe no, your boy don't Austin Hooper's just me. a stud. Austin Hooper is just a smash every week. It's not because of the stupid flow chart. <laughs> All right. Well, Rich He's a smash again this week. Oh boy. Am I gonna get double teamed on Hooper? All right. Let's uh let's start with Kittle and Ingram. Who uh do you do you like either of those guys this week, Rich? I mean, sure. I like those guys every week. Uh uh I mean absolutely. I mean obviously the edge is gonna go to Ingram just because the game flow like projected game flow. Uh, you know, Kittle will probably have to do all his work early. Uh, you know, whereas Ingram, you might get, you're going to get a lot more back and forth probably in that Giants Cardinals game, and that's part of the reason why a lot of these tight ends are good against Cardinals too, is because there is a lot more back and forth in Cardinals games. Um, but I mean, you're going to play Ingram one because he's good at football, and then two, the matchup with Patrick Peterson coming back is going to funnel targets inside. So I mean, it's it sets up well for him in his game back outside of the matchup. And most of the tight ends that have crushed the Cardinals have been good tight ends, like outside of Hawkinson. Like they play, I mean, they've, they face guys that get a lot of targets and in a typical offense that get a lot of end zone targets. Really, Hawkinson was the only guy that really had like a real outlier game, I think, against them. I'm, 
right? Like, I don't think I'm, I'm wrong on that. I think it's Hawkinson is the only dude that's like really played out of his shoes. And when they face the Bengals, like, it's not like Eifert went off. So, I mean, it's really been a spot where they had him. I mean, Hooper is in a great spot. John Johnson just got put on IR. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, and you know, Ramsey's going to push targets away from Julio and Julio's hurt. Julio's got a hip injury. So, I mean, uh, why not just keep jamming the button, man? Jones, you also jamming Hooper? I mean, is this even a question at this point? Like (laughs) water is wet, Goff at home, Hooper every week. (laughs) Like that's, (laughs) those are the only rules for this show. Like I'm going to play Hooper all the time. I, um, yeah, if you if you guys get a chance and you're listening to this and you follow Derek Cardi, he had a good uh, thread today about I did um, see that whether whether or not the tight end versus the Cardinals is actually the real thing, and there was some uh, there's some good evidence there. So check that out if you get a, if you get a moment. Um, but yeah, I mean Ingram, like you can you're gonna pencil him in for what eight targets? I think he's gotten yeah just about seven eight targets every time that he that he's gonna play. Um, he did practice in full today, so that's a that's an encouraging sign of the knee injury. So yeah, I mean he he's fine. There's no way I'm paying 6,500 for him in cash when we have a couple of these other options. Um, you know, if I if I end up with the money, I'll probably end up with Hooper in cash again. Um, and then I guess we'll talk about a couple of the other guys uh, momentarily. What are what are you doing here, Lamarca? I'd love to get to Ingram. Um... I don't know if I'm going to pay 5300 for for Cooper. I mean, I get I get all the points you guys are making. I you know, he's got three less targets on the year than Julio and he could very easily surpass him this week if uh you know, Ramsey is is doing a shadow job and and Julio's banged up. So, I get that. I think I prefer Darren Waller at 4700 though. Like of all the tight ends, in football, nobody has a higher market share of team targets than Darren Waller. And breaking news, he just signed a contract extension. So uh, not that that know, matters he might be, for, he for might DFS. Just be happy now. <laughs> nah, that guy is a humble, hardworking man. He's gone through his struggles nah, I'm, already. I'm, I'm... Uh, but I, I like Waller. I just, uh, that kind of volume, like, I think he should be, you know, closer to Hooper than his current salary really is. And no, uh, no Tyrell Williams. Yeah, I think you know, Tyrell yeah. looks like he's definitely going to be out, and the Raiders receivers are bad anyways. Uh, Zay Jones isn't going to fix that. <laughs> what about Hunter Henry this week, guys, at 4K? Like, he dominated uh, last week. Is he somebody that is like a smash play at that price tag? Uh, what do you think, Rich? I mean, we probably missed out on Hunter Henry's best game of the year, which is a bummer. Uh, we're pro- but I mean, at 4K, he doesn't have to have eight catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns again. Uh, in Tennessee, people probably say like it's not a great matchup, but they've only faced one good tight end on the year. It was Austin Hooper, and he got him for a buck 30. Uh, and they have allowed four touchdowns to the position, which is tied for second in the league. Um, what is Mandrews? Is Mandrews? Well, he's 49, right? Who? Uh, Mark uh, Andrews. Oh, Mark yeah. Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> yes, forty nine hundred. I like that because he's another guy. Like he just gets he gets high leverage targets too, which is rare for tight ends, which is why we like Ingram so much. He gets downfield targets, and Seattle has just been getting dominated by tight ends. I mean, Ricky Seal Jones, Browns tight ends at fifty six and a touchdown. The Rams tight ends had one hundred eighty three yards because even Tyler Higby had forty nine yards in that game the week before. Uh, the Bengals tight ends got ninety three yards against them. Uh, it's I mean he's had seven targets or more in every game too. But yeah, I think that. You go from Mandrews to Waller, especially for the volume uh, there. And then Hunter Henry at 4K. He doesn't have to have the game that he had last week at 4K. Uh, Jones, any of those guys enough to get you off Mark Andrews or just sprinkling them all in in tournaments and stuff? Um, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably end up stacking in tournaments, um, you know, a couple different ways. It, it's... Yeah, what you're saying about Andrews makes sense too. Even though the the targets aren't um, necessarily as high as Waller, um, there's a pretty clear like tier break in tight ends right now with as far as receiving expected points, and it's Ertz, Hooper, Kelsey, Ingram, and Andrews. And then there's a pretty significant drop off to Waller and Kittle as like that next group. So um, I, I think I'm gonna go for that 
you know, I'm going to kind of target that and hope for uh, hope for some touchdowns. And like you said, I, I think that you can get any of these guys um, from, you know, from Hooper down into your lineup if you want. I'm I'm definitely fading Henry and cash. Um, I just don't feel like that's the game that I want to be a part of um, for cash. And then just real quick, I, I have struggled to find like value type tight ends. Like, is there anybody below Hunter Henry that you guys have any interest in this week? Well, you, <laughs> we we already got screwed by uh, by Fant a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> He's on Thursday, though. You're safe. That, yeah, there, there's not. I, I don't know. I guess you could you if you're going to say that the reason that Coop is uh, that Cooper Cup is getting all these targets. It, it it would stand to reason that Everett could maybe see some targets, and he's thirty seven hundred. But I don't really love that. And like I don't know, all these other guys. Like <clears throat> you're not playing Jimmy Graham. You're not playing Delaney Walker. You're not playing T.J. Fraudinson. Like there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing down here. I can't wait for, for Hawkinson to just be a monster next year. <laughs> just shove it right in your pile. Oh, that's. That no, that's fine. But everybody like was fitting him for his, you know, for his bust in Canton after one week, and the dude is seeing like more than five targets once since then. So yeah. let's just like pump every single break that we have. It is funny. Like everybody <laughs> loved him, and now it turns out that Arizona just can't guard tight ends. So <laughs> I do think Everett is. I do think Everett's interesting as a as a in a game stack in the game stacking scenario because he's a he's a unique way to get a get in that. And people were on him last week, and he was terrible. I I was a full fade on him because the 49ers linebackers uh, are really built to stop tight ends. So he was like a full fade for me last week, and people were chasing that. But he was still targeted on 29 percent of his routes last week. Um, and the week before it was 27.1 percent, which is really high rate for a tight end. Um, but the Rams, so the Rams wideouts will cir- be circled this week, uh, but he's a unique way to get a stack into that game. And the Falcons have allowed three touchdowns to tight ends over the past two weeks. So, I mean, he's a unique way to, to at least stack that game. All right, let's run through defenses real quick. Uh, Rich, what are, what are some of your favorite options this week? Just any price range that you're considering. I mean, I'm looking at the, the bills and I don't think it's worth it. Um, you know, the, so you look at the points that the, the teams have had against Miami on DK, 13, 12, 11, and 10, all solid numbers around that 37 that the Patriots hung on them. Uh, for four over 4K to get 10 points, I'm going to take a chance and just save 2K. I like the Cardinals. Uh, the Giants are number one in the league in turnover rate per drive. And then if you look at outside of the New England game that they had 27 on the Giants, Minnesota had 12, Washington had nine, Tampa Bay had eight. If you can tell me I can get eight to 10 points out of a 2,400 defense, uh, I'm just going to take it and, and go with that. Jonesy. I mean, do you need me to go through the whole spiel again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll, just, we'll pass on you. It, it's, it will will go as as deep as possible. I do think obviously like Indy has at 2000 has a little bit of sack upside potentially with Watson. Um, and I like the Arizona call, too. I think that that makes sense. But I, I, I do the same thing every week. I tweeted it last week. Like I I think I'm going to go for one of these like twenty nine hundred or thirty two hundred defenses and then I drop 400 to get this running back in, and I do this to get a wide receiver in, and I'm at 50. I'm at 1500 right away. So, like, I, I don't know. And it's just if you if you do that, you're just hoping that there's no defense that gets like a couple of touchdowns. And if if they if there's none of that on the slate, then you're perfectly fine, pretty much, no matter what. Opportunity cost of paying. 3700 or 4300 for a defense compared to 1500 if they don't smash like you're just you're completely screwed like there's no there's no way around it so I'll take that chance you know every week and and just hope that there's not like you know what was it Philly a couple weeks ago had a couple touchdowns against uh with Luke Falk at uh at quarterback so there's always going to be those times but I think more often than not you're you're pretty safe uh, paying down, hoping for a couple sacks and maybe a pick and uh, and paying up everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to fade the the chalk defenses in tournaments, but I really think I might try to pay 4300 for the Buffalo in my cash team. Like, I know that might be a donkey move, but 
Ryan Fitzpatrick is just the best quarterback to target. And this Buffalo defense is so good. Like, if they get a lead on Miami, it's not going to shock me when we're getting the pick six. Like, I I would honestly expect it at some point from Fitzpatrick. He is just a god in terms of turning the ball over. So, yeah, like you said, I may end up not having the money and then I have to go down to, like, Indianapolis or Arizona or something like that. But if I can get to Buffalo this week in cash, I want to do it. All right. That's a fitting way to end the show with me ending it with the worst possible play that you can make this week. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you again to Rich for coming on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Lord Reeves. He has the very handsome uh, avatar of Zach Morris, who I don't know if you know this, Rich, but I've been told that Zach Morris is trash once or twice. I mean, it, it's not a lie. If you go back to 90s TV, that's everyone. No, uh, you know, 90s TV was a very misogynistic era. Uh, has anyone watched Fresh Prince? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you can't you can't attack Zach Morris and not attack Fresh Prince, too, man. Like, they're the same character. <laughs> wow. A lot of bad, a lot of a lot of hot takes coming on this podcast. Uh, that might be the hottest. Will Smith trash. Um. No, but anyway, thank. <laughs> thank I did not say Will Smith was trash. I was... <laughs> no, you said it. We're we're cutting that up. Uh, again, follow him on Twitter at Lord Reeves and check out his work over at Sharp Football. Uh, Matt Jones, thank you again for blessing me with your effervescent personality on a weekly basis. If you're interested in him, you can find him on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. I'm Matt Lamarca at Matt Lamarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.